Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. So student loan forgiveness. What does this entail? Do you need an application for this? Is there a deadline? Who qualifies for this? Who is eligible for this? And all the nitty gritty about this forgiveness. And we'll talk about how this affects the stock market as well. So do you need an application for this student loan forgiveness? And the answer is most likely yes. According to the education department, there will be an application open around early October and processing time takes about four to six weeks is what they're estimating. But currently, there is no deadline for the student loan forgiveness program. However, you are encouraged to apply for this before November 15th because the loan payment pause is going to end December 31st so that you have enough time for your waivers or whatever forgiveness you have to kick in before you start paying for it. You're encouraged to apply before November 15th. So who is eligible to your undergraduate loans, your graduate loans, and any parent plus loans managed by the Department of Education, they're all eligible. So basically, a lot of student loans qualify under this program. And for people who potentially paid during like the pause period, there is a potential for them to be given refunds as a result of them paying during the period when students loan were paused. That way they can maximize, yes, they can maximize whatever this benefit is in their student loan forgiveness. Now, some people are like, oh, I don't have, you're hearing things like up to $10,000, up to $20,000, but maybe if you have just, you know, $8,000 in student loans, what is being said is that even if you're your entire $8,000 is forgiven, you're not going to get $2,000 back. That is going back into the federal government purse. It's going to stay with them. You're only going to get $8,000 completely forgiven. So yeah, that's just the idea or a quick summary of what to expect, what this means for you. Obviously, in terms of income that qualify for this, if you're an individual earning less than $125,000, or if you're a couple earning less than 250000 you do qualify for this. So that's the whole idea or a brief summary, not nitty gritty. You definitely would like to talk to maybe a tax advisor concerning like implications for you, what this means in terms of like tax refund seasons and things like that. But yeah, that's a basic overview. So Joshua, how do you think this is going to affect the stock market or is this going to affect inflation? Because I've been seeing some people talking about, oh, Whenever the student loan forgiveness kicks in, I'm trying to spend money on buying something, whatever. And some people are saying, oh, it's really bad because how can you deal with inflation with pumping in more money in the economy? But I call, you know, not, I just call being unfair and being a crab in the bucket because when it was a PP loans and you were giving it out to billion dollar corporation, it was cool when they did it. But now all of a sudden, when you're giving it to average Americans, because of your student loan, it's bad when they're doing it. So I just feel it's a little bit hypocritical, but what do you think? Yeah, that's definitely a good question. And let me be the first to say that I'm happy for the millions of people who are going to have the opportunity to have some of the loans forgiven, you know. Yeah. The cost of education in this country has been going high and high for several years now, and this is yeah. not reflected in the CPI as it should be. Yeah. You know, so when I was doing my research, reading more, about how much is going to get forgiven, it is actually less than 5% of total 
um, consumer expenditure. So on the surface, it doesn't look that much that might contribute to inflation as much. However, where I think this affects inflation is a psychological aspect. Mm. I remember the day um, the girlfriend given, I was just scrolling through my tail on Twitter and people were talking about, oh man, this is extra tech in my pocket. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go and buy the latest, you know, technology gadgets. I'm gonna spoil myself, send myself on a trip. And yeah. many people just need to remember that you still have your interest payments there, right? Compared yeah. to the large amount of total principal that many people have to pay down. But it's psychological. You yeah. know, either like, okay, now I have I'm ten thousand dollars richer. You know, I know the service might seem so, but when you add in the time value of money, when you add in your interest, mm, you're not getting as much benefit as it looks like on the surface. But this is going to drive people to spend more because even if they don't have the cash in their account, they might use their credit cards mm-hmm. you know, as a channel, as a way to spend more money. And remember, the Federal Reserve have been saying that we had the Jackson Hole meeting about a week, a week and a half ago, where Powell came out and said, just because we had one good inflation report, that does not mean we're done. And something happened in the 1970s where... They had a few good, so there was inflation, mm-hmm. right, for some time. And they had a g- few good inflation reports where it looked like it was coming down and they stopped raising rates. And what happened? Inflation went back up and even became worse, you know. And Paul Walker had to come out and raise the prime rates to basically 15%. Yeah. And that caused a lot of pain for businesses, for households. Even Powell admitted that, man, in the process of us controlling inflation, there's going to be some pain. He has, I have never heard him say this before. He said there is going to be some pain to households. There's going to be some pain to businesses. They might have to get a bit more aggressive. So he really, he really let us know what's on his mind. And if you look at the stock market since not this past Friday, the Friday before that, so last week Friday, not this one, the one before that, the market has been throwing a tantrum and it has been tanking straight down to that message because the market we knew he was going to be aggressive, but what we expected him to say was that okay. We see that inflation is coming down a bit. Yes, we want to raise rates, but won't be as aggressive. But Powell's like, no, 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 no. Don't even think about us cutting rates. They want to raise rates. They want to raise neutral rates to 4% and let it stay there for some time. And many people believe that, man, this will most likely lead us to inflation. Now, the Fed don't believe that because the employment numbers are still very, very strong. Mm -hmm. But we all know if you look at a lot of research, the employment market tends to lag. So now we look strong, but hey, given the last six months, we might be looking at a very, very different picture. Mm-hmm. You know, so this connects back to, okay, how are these loans going to affect the stock market? I think it might make the Fed more aggressive. Even mm-hmm. though the total student loan is less than 5% of total consumer spending, it's not that much. However, it is harder to measure the psychological impact on people, you know, in their head, feeling like, okay, I have more money. Let me just spend more money, you know, extra 10K. Let me go and buy the latest, <laughs> the latest sneakers, the latest... Um, purses or take that trip and that's going to contribute to the too much money chasing too few goods you know now remember they're not the, that's not all we've also had the bill that has been passed called the inflation reduction act and in some ways this, this actually helps because some of this money is going to go to the supply chains mm-hmm. those lines and actually help those become more effective and that might be good in helping to balance supply bring more supply onto the market However, I did read that some states, you know, I was looking at Pennsylvania, they plan to actually give, I think it was about $2,000. I'm 100% sure I have to check that. It was about $2,000 to people again. I'm like, oh my goodness. I saw also yesterday, Germany, they're about to pass $65 billion mm-hmm. another inflation act. 
to the citizens because we all know, like Europe, man, those guys are in, they're in trouble. If we're being honest, look at what's going on with utilities. I have friends there that are saying that many businesses and factories are having to shut down because the energy price is just going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Rents are going through the roof. Some people, I, I saw a video on Twitter where there was a very long line of people who are about to apply for housing. Mm. So in Europe, like inflation is, it looks like it's spiraling out of control. Yeah. And that brings back the question, are we as nations addicted to printing money, at least Western countries? Yeah, it just seems like when there's inflation, the solution to inflation is more money. And that could just be telling of growth. There isn't enough growth because when you're just pumping money into it, you're trying to force growth to happen or stimulate growth to happen. But maybe it just looks like there's a deflation or a stagflation, whatever it is. Oh, yes, I definitely agree. If you look at since 2008, there's this new thing we're calling we're calling the new monetary policy. And that's just anytime we have a slowdown, throw money at the problem, you know, and so far that has worked. But why this is different was then for the past 40 years, we've been in the in a deflationary cycle. Yeah. Prices haven't gone up, but since COVID and the printing of money, like the Fed have been printing money before, but what they did in during COVID was outstanding. Yeah. You, the amount they printed, they've never done that before. And not just them, um, different countries in Europe. And I honestly I don't blame them as much. I think maybe they overdid it a bit, but we needed they needed to print that money because yeah. the economy was in trouble with COVID. No one knew how bad it was going to be. So it was great. But that just begs the question that, huh, what does this mean for the stock market? And to me, what it means is expect power to be more aggressive longer. And he even said it. He was like, even if the economy gets weak, they're still going to remain aggressive. Now, many people are calling his bluff that, ah, oh, we don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Once you see the, the economy start getting weak, you're going to turn. But yeah. now I'm not so sure because he seems so resolute that meant he admitted it. He was like, this is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Households will feel the pain. Businesses will feel the pain. But we have a mission to reduce inflation at any cost. Yes. And when you see Germany printing money, when you see some states considering handing out um, cash checks to citizens, it just begs the question that, huh, you know, are we going to pay a higher price for something that looks like a benefit in terms of student loan forgiveness? I feel like in terms of just to wrap everything up, I feel like I don't think the printing of money was the issue, but I feel like it was how it was dispersed. I feel like rather than just like forgiving like a cash value, I think what kills people or what people need relief from is interest. I wish there was some sort of like pause in interest or rather than, you know, zero APR rather than just printing in more money, right? I want the institutions, school institutions to fill this. I want the banks as well to fill this that are giving, you know, people loans and all of that kind of stuff because I do think it's unfair. Many of them got the benefits and the citizens were left. Yeah, so I, I wish that rather than just putting the money or giving people out lump sum in order to tackle that psychological effect, I wish it was more like, in the case of like maybe high utilities or grocery stores or all that kind of stuff, rather than giving it to individual people, I would rather it's given to the corporation, not the corporation necessarily, but like some sort of subsidy instead. Like when gas was going really high, if maybe there was nothing they could do, 
they could have done subsidies, maybe like tax breaks for some of these oil corporations rather than actually printing the money. Because there's so many other ways where you can reduce costs. And one of the clear costs is taxes, tax breaks for them, something that could be done rather than just printing money. And that way it could help the individual American. Yeah, that actually makes sense. However, remember, the United States of America is running a deficit. All the money they printed, they need to find a way to get it back. Mm-hmm. And that's why your idea of, you know, huh, can we suspend some interest? That's where the United States government make the good chunk of their money from yeah. student loans. So then it's a business, like Fannie Mae. It's a business. The U.S. government trying to make money you know, off the back of the citizens from the interest through taxes. And another thing you said that was pretty interesting was how, you know, it looks, it, it is unfair. However, if you look at the American economy, the government value the, those businesses more than just individuals. Yeah. Because God forbid, imagine an Apple failing, a Microsoft or Google, that is a catastrophe. If you remember during COVID, when the equity markets were failing, the, the, the government didn't even think twice. They printed money quickly just to save I the know. Even the stock before market. COVID, 2019, exactly. I remember even before COVID happened and the end of 2019, we're expecting a market crash. And instantly, the Trump administration then pumped in money into the stock market. Yep. I just feel like it's just ridiculous. And now all of a sudden, everybody's shouting inflation. They've been pumping money into the market quietly for a while now. And yes. I feel like we're just reaping it. But like that's the reason why I don't think like this help they're doing almost has a pseudo effect, which is why I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this is really going to affect inflation in the long run because where it's killing people is actually in the interest payments. Because how can someone who is owing $40,000, who took $40,000 in student loan, at the end of the day, when you figure out, calculate how much you've ended up paying, some of them will end up paying like $70,000 and $30,000 oh, yeah. interest. Yep. So I feel like if you really want to help people, it would be reduction in the interest as opposed to the principal. Because people will be like, oh, but if they reduce the principal a little bit, right, your interest is going to reduce. I see that. I could get that. But at the same time, like how quickly? Because if your payment is spread over a long period of time, the interest is, is not really going to budge that much. Your interest is is felt more in the front end than in the back end. When the, you, the principal has to be significantly smaller for you to feel that effect. And when yeah. we're talking the average student loan is $36,000, and now it's even climbing higher. That's allegedly $36,000. We've not even seen in like a college basis, just the average student loan in general, because we don't know if these people went to like a two-year institution. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. You know, once again, it's just what the government sees that is most important for them. Because when they look at corporations, they say, okay, Google employs how many people? maybe 20,000, <laughs> Apple, maybe 30,000 people. And they're like, man, if anything happens to these companies, that's auto- automatically yeah. 30,000 people are going to feel the heat. And that's why quickly they print the money, they buy those corporate bonds, they buy some junk bonds, just to make sure at least those ones are solvent. You know, however, now they have to undo it. Look at all the money they're printing. Now the Federal Reserve are not only raising rates, they're also doing this thing called quantitative tapering. Mm-hmm. So all the bonds they're buying, they bought in the past, they're going to try and sell a whole bunch of them. And that's why there's going to be pressure on bonds. That's why you see rates are going up. And whenever bonds go down, typically equity markets tend to suffer with it as well. So it's very good. It's going to be very interesting to see how everything unfolds in the future. But definitely keep up with the information, everybody. Make sure you know, you're getting those skills that are in high demand. That way your cash flow can always stay strong above the inflation rate. For sure. 
Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and have a good Labor Day. Bye, guys.